0: What is up? Now on today's show, I have the honor and privilege of speaking with a very high-performing individual. This man, he is a lawyer, a CPA. He's a martial artist who's trained under the Shaolin monks in China. He's a gold medalist for the United States' Wushu team. He is also a motion capture model for the Mortal Kombat games. And he's an author of a book titled... The Dao the Side Hustle, a Buddhist martial arts approach to your new business. His name is Don Hyun Kielbasa, And in our conversation today, he's going to share his wonderful stories that he has in his travels throughout the world. He's also going to share with us three principles that he keeps in mind when it comes to developing children the idea of kaizen and the gift of calluses. He's got so much to share. And I got a lot out of this conversation. You're listening to the Floral Podcast. And I am Edgar Otraves. Now, without further ado, on with the show. All right. So, welcome to another episode of the Floral Podcast. I am Edgar otra vez, and today on the show I have Don. Uh, how do you pronounce your last name? Okay. Kyobasa. Kyo Kyobasa. Okay. Yep. And so Don is a martial artist who trained with the Shaolin monks. Did you train in China? Is that where you trained? Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you're also like China, Shaolin, Sha- Shaolin temple.
0: Shaolin Temple. So you... That's awesome, dude. So wait a minute. So are you... Are you a native of China or are you a native of America? No, I'm Korean. Oh, I'm you're Korean. Korean. Oh, okay. <laughs> so then you were born in Korea and then you went over to China.
1: No, it was a wild story. First of all, brother, thank you for letting me be on here. DHK, attorney, CPA. When I don't practice law, uh, I was a 2008 gold medalist for the U.S. Wushu team. Mm. and I'm the mocap model behind uh, Mortal Kombat for the last 14 years. That's awesome, Back dude. Back in the day... So 2007, I was talking hella trash to, uh, to all these people about, like, um, I was like the internet troll before internet trolls, right? <laughs> <laughs> and there was this huge movie star named Donnie Yen. So if you look me up, there's all these pictures of me and Donnie Yen. He's yeah. the guy who does the movie Ip Man, IP Man.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep yeah. yeah, yeah, Man.
1: He was having this big tournament where everybody had to go to the Shaolin Temple, right? At the time, <coughs> I had just won... Walt Disney World in 2006 I was Walt Disney World Wild World of Sports Black Belt overall grand champion so I was in all these magazines and stuff like that wow, how old
0: were you how old were you at the time
1: I'm at the time of Walt Disney I was 26 right oh, wow. so, so I got into all these magazines and I got a DVD deal <laughs> all that good stuff well when I all that happened I was talking trash to like you know Korea is a peninsula of China right Mhm. <laughs> So I was kind of talking trash to a couple of guys, and they're like, "Dude, this guy's entertaining. Let's get him on this Donnie Yen show, where we're going to fly everybody out to the Shaolin Temple and, like, <laughs> you know, train for this competition. We're all going to. We ended up fighting at the very end, right? But it was hilarious watching us like train for this stuff, right? Uh,
0: so like, <laughs> do you, do you, do you're fighting, fighting, like actual fighting, like punching yeah, yeah, in the we're face
1: at the at the end, right? But the uh. lead up is very wwe style right (laughs) like look my my views was like in uh shenzhen tv we had 275 million views for my competition right for my for mine right but a lot of the other guys they didn't promote the same but like i was you know that's why i was in the shaolin temple and you know kicking it with the monks and stuff like that
0: Dude. So wait a minute. Describe this fighting thing, dude. Okay. So you, you do this whole wild shit talking thing, WWE mm-hmm. style, WWE style all the way up to the yeah. lead up to this fight. And then yeah, you actually yeah, yeah. fight somebody. So are you, yeah, is it yeah, yeah. A, like a tournament? Do you fight several people? Is it just one, one no, dude?
1: No, 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 no. It's kind of like, um, it, it was like a television, it was televised It was a television show. It was almost uh-huh. like <clears throat> the ultimate fighter, but it didn't lead to a contract right uh-huh. they brought people from all over the world right uh-huh. and I was just one of the there were 36 of us and like half women half men and it, imagine like 2007 ultimate fighter except like it wasn't tournament style and it wasn't to try to get a contract
0: mm. so but you actually you actually fought somebody so you fought one person yeah, it was
1: hilarious. yeah it was hilarious to follow one person it was hilarious. You one person did you win this yeah. thing I did, but it's kind of like um, I want to exercise restraint, caution, and respect. In like, I was a super loudmouth, right? <laughs> yeah. And <clears throat> for clarity, I am not a jujitsu practitioner like you, right? Okay. Like, I know you do jujitsu and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Clarity, right? But I, I do a little something, uh-huh. right? At the time in 2007, China had not yet caught up to that. Okay. Right. Like (laughs) MMA was really in its infancy stages. Mm -hmm. Right. And it just didn't catch up. Right. So it's not like I'm like this particularly good jujitsu practitioner. I'm not, right? Uh, But I knew how to do, let's say, four to ten moves and I had rolled for a while before I got there. Yeah. So as you could imagine, and all the jujitsu guys out there, like If even like a white belt rolls against someone who's never seen it before, right? It's tough, right?
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Like if we're if we're gonna be honest, Jujitsu is probably one of the most practical martial arts out there. This is like. if you, when you like I do a lot of Tai Chi now, I'm 44 with kids. Mm-hmm. Tai Chi is really important because it's for health. You don't you don't do Tai Chi to like knock somebody out. You do Tai Chi because it helps your mind, body and spirit. Right. It's Very healing. It's like doing yoga. Right. Yeah. But you're not going to knock somebody out. But if you're like a Jitsu person and even if you're like a white belt for six months and you would go against someone who's never seen jujitsu before, it's going to look amazing to them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no,
0: absolutely. I mean, that's still true today. Like, there's still a little bit of a an issue with China accepting some grappling, but that's changed now because there's so many Chinese MMA guys. Yeah,
1: man, they're real good now. Like, they they've gotten really, really advanced lately. But at the time, Mm -hmm. to give perspective or like a benchmark, there's this martial artist. His name's Kung Lee. Oh, I know Kung Lee. Yeah, I mean, I don't know him personally, but I know who he is. Yeah. So he does like sanda, right? And that's typical like Chinese style, like martial arts. Sanda, that's like contact, right? Yeah. Sanda (laughs) for our our
0: listeners is like kickboxing with some throws. It's very reminiscent of Muay Thai, except it's stylistically different. They don't have, I don't see knees and elbows.
1: That's right. And and they don't like, there's a lot of throws, but it doesn't really go to the ground.
2: Mm -hmm. Right. Mm
1: -hmm. So... Um, That was very typical. And I am not an advanced jujitsu practitioner and or wrestler, but um, just because of like the constant travel and tournaments, I've had the opportunity to have some people teach me some stuff here and there. Right. Yeah. So that kind of gave me an, an unfair advantage, right? But in today's market, I, I doubt I would achieve such levels of
2: success. Well, I mean,
0: you, you took advantage of the opportunity or where, when it was perfect for you to take advantage of that opportunity.
1: And I want to be really clear here. I was the comic room, right? I feel like, <laughs> I feel like if I was not the tough guy, mm-hmm. right? I was not, I was the guy that everybody was kind of cheering for because I was just a step above a buffoon, right? <laughs> right, I was a step yeah. above a buffoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, here, I'm going to give you a, some perspective of uh-huh. like my like character, right? So when you're at the Shaolin Temple, you have to go to a meditation chamber and you got to sit there like cross leg holding your arms like this, right? Uh-huh. And there's this monk dude walking around with paddles. If that dude sees you move, he takes the paddle and hits you with it. Oh, shit. Right, Like hard? Yeah, it's crazy. Hard, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he'll like adjust you and stuff like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I was the dude. I go into the meditation chamber and I'm trying to start stuff with everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, like we're all like this and I peek out my eye and like, oh, I see the monk like walking over there, right? I to send you some funny video, but it's grainy because the video quality wasn't that good back then. Yeah. But I see the monk, he just passes me by so he doesn't see me. And I like slapped <laughs> the dude in the back of me, like next to me in the back of the head. And he, you could hear it go, Ugh! And then the monk hits him. So the monk hits him, right? And that dude got mad at me for hitting him and got him in. So he hit me and he hit me. And I was like, oh, and then the monk hit me. And then the monk's just like this hitting the backboard. It was was wildly hilarious. Uh But that was like my style, my character. And fortunately for me, it it was enough to really get the audience to connect with me. Oh, so the
0: audience was watching this.
1: Hell yeah. It all right? <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> but it, what, what it did, and I, I guess what I'm tra- the reason why I'm giving this story to everybody out there, whether you're in a business, whether it's martial arts, martial arts is just entertainment, right? Uh, it, well, <clears throat> martial arts is a construct that provides a blueprint for success, right? Mm. Part of that blueprint includes fighting right? Now, if you look beyond that, if you actually happen to be a martial artist, part of that is teaching and entertainment, right? Well, if your value proposition, the product or service that you're providing to your consumer is um, entertainment or teaching, you have to connect to them, right? Well, how do you connect to them? You can't connect to everybody. You have to have a spin. Like the word Kung Fu means practice. It doesn't mean fighting, right? Mm. Like I always view your martial arts and whatever you do as like your spin, your interpretation, your perspective. Buddha teaches us there's no truth, only perspective. You have to have your perspective on whatever martial arts is, right? Like you may be a jiu dude, you have really strong top game, a really strong back game, right? Mm-hmm. But that's your perspective, your spin on it. My spin on it was I worked to create a comedy while I was leading up to this fight mm-hmm. because I didn't want everybody to take it so seriously, right? <laughs> And it drives every, it drives your opponent crazy. They want to kill you. Oh no, for sure.
0: Yeah. A little (laughs) mental warfare. Right. I mean, (laughs) that's right. That's right. Oh dude, that sounds awesome. So, so then you get to this fight, right? This Kung Fu fight. And so you took this guy down and this is what you're leading up to. You took this guy (laughs) down and and That's that's all you did.
1: Like I remember the first time and for clarity, I don't want any jujitsu guys to come kill me, right? <laughs> because for clarity, I am not a jujitsu guy. I am uh-huh. a person who learned some of this stuff, right? But I remember the first time I threw a triangle choke on the person. You should have seen the amazement, right? Imagine like someone who's just never seen that before, mm-hmm. right? And I just remember for most people, the initial reaction. And basically, I recall it very very clearly the reaction of the person you try to pick the person up and slam them Mm, mm, when they throw a triangle choke right yeah and at the time there wasn't enough education in that area where people they were able to act calm you know slowly move their way out of the position right and you know the problem with that slam thing if you don't get it right it digs the choke in deeper Mm. right
0: so that's what ended up. Yeah. Yeah. There's other ways to defend it. You you prop, like you, you push your head up and stuff like that. But yeah, like that's, that's the rampage style of defending the, against the that's triangle right. is picking, picking the guy up and slamming him unconscious. Yeah. But dude, so, so you mentioned that you came across several martial arts. I want to ask. Yeah. And I think this is true of a lot of martial artists. This is like the longer you're in it, the the more other arts you learn. I went to a school where they had multiple uh styles it was like uh it was a it was a chikwondo based type of school so they had cool. they had sticks they had uh jun Fun, they had uh wing chun you know tai chi a bunch of other stuff kickboxing taekwondo etc so i learned a lot of little things but mostly kickboxing Yeah, and then eventually uh later on i learned jujitsu but but even then even with the stuff that was there every now and then there'd be a guy who wander in and he was like a wrestler or he was a this or a that and so you pick up stuff so how many different martial arts do you know?
1: You know, that's kind of one of the problems with me. Um, <clears throat> I'm a big proponent of like, you really got to master one thing and be amazing at it. Mm-hmm. So here's what happened in 2006. I was Walt Disney, wild world of sports, overall grand champion. I talked hell of trash and that got me into, you know, the Shaolin temple stuff, right? The competition yeah. that Level of exposure got me onto the United States team in 2008. In 2008, I was a gold medalist for the US Wushu team, right? Okay. Here's where things really started getting sloppy for me. Where <laughs> in 2009, I was asked to film Mortal Kombat Not by Warner Brothers. Mortal Kombat is a franchise that was owned by a company called Midway that went bankrupt, right? Well, Warner Brothers, a distribution channel, came in, purchased the IP of Mortal Kombat out of bankruptcy and decided to relaunch it, right? Rebrand it, relaunch it, and all that other good stuff, right? Now, from there, I went on a 14-year streak, a consecutive streak, where I was filming different characters, right? And when you're filming different characters, you have to like adjust to their style. For example, historically, a style that is congruent with my brand would have been like Scorpion for Mortal Kombat. Like, okay. we do very similar stuff. But then in 2012, I found myself filming Batman. I was the, I did the motion capture for Batman for the Injustice series. Oh, nice. And Batman, Batman's very dirty boxing. Batman's very like, like wrestling, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. What ended up happening to me is I started becoming this hodgepodge where I started training for different characters. Right. So the Jack of all trades, master of none. Right. Mm -hmm. I typically tell people that you shouldn't do that. Find one. That's your anchor. Yeah. And um, as my life morphed and I got into my 40s, I started watching, you know, I'm, I'm in my 40s. I got three kids. I'm an attorney and CPA. What I decided to do is I wanted to turn my attention to longevity and health because I started to notice a pretty consistent pattern amongst teammates and friends that injuries started taking their toll. And what I try to tell martial artists is, hey, if you're training for some big competition, push yourself all the way. Martial arts is a poor man's sport, right? What I mean by poor man's sport is everybody and anybody can do it. So there's this really wide pool, right? It's not like, for example... Uh, gymnastics, right? Gymnastics is a very small pool of people competing, mm. right? Because you need you need the population. They have to be a certain size, strength, weight. They have to have the resources like money mm. to invest in all the training, right? We're martial arts, man. Like, dude, if you couldn't afford anything else, you go to martial arts, right? That's why it's like that's broad based, on the higher level of competition, right? People with nothing to lose.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's now, that's a that's a huge component too that right there for you to be successful yep. in martial arts, you pretty much don't, you need to like, it, it has to be your like only thing, your only way out. That's
1: right. That's right. And that's why you could only do one thing. You have to be so dominant, mm-hmm. right? When you dabble in too many different things. Well, anyway, getting back to my point, I decided to transition into Tai Chi. <clears throat> so the monks taught me that Tai Chi, it, it literally, not figuratively, it literally translates to supreme martial arts. The reason why, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I thought it was weird because I was talking all kinds of trash. To these people. I was like, y'all moving so slow. That don't work. Y'all need to, like, figure out something until I figured out what they were doing. Yeah. Once I figured out what they were doing, I was like, got it. That's why you call it supreme. The reason they call it supreme martial arts is your health reigns supreme. Mm. Dude, if you can't walk, you can't go to the bathroom, let alone fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. What they're doing, like, when you see the little intricate moves with their feet, they're stretching their tendons. When you see them, like, moving in certain ways, they're doing, like, just like you would rub your internals in yoga. So I was like, man, that's a longevity sport, right? So, man, when I hit, like, 40, boom, I turned all my attention and deployed all my resources to that.
0: That's interesting. And Tai Chi is a very unique martial art because it's meditative and makes you, it's like v- right. the liver, very little bit that I know about it. It's like you, you have to be bottom heavy. It really works your legs. That's right. And, and for me, when I practiced, you know that, I-, I was a young guy. I was like 20 and I was like, man, I can't do this. I was 20. Uh-huh. I was 20 yeah. and I couldn't do the the, the the squats and stuff. And I was like fighting. I was like fighting kickboxing and stuff. And I, I couldn't. I, cou- I didn't have the leg strength to sit there and in those weird squatting type positions, it was too much yeah. for me.
1: What I plan to do with my daughters, I got two little girls. Mm-hmm. They're going to start in jujitsu. They're going to start in jujitsu after they learn jujitsu. If they like it, they can continue. Right. I, <clears throat> I don't know if this is going to get me in trouble. My, my daughters need to do three things huh. before they leave my house. They got to swim, shoot and strangle.
2: To defend nice.
1: themselves, right? Swim <laughs> so they don't drown. Shoot for intruders, and they at least all three of them or all, two of them got to be uh, blue belt, right? Nice. After that, if they want to, I, I hope when they get older and they want to take care of their knees, they they end up doing some like tai chi stuff.
0: Mm. <laughs> Yeah. So I have similar rules. Uh, when I, my kids are like, you know, I have a boy and a girl and, uh, you know, every now and then they'll give me a little lip and I was like, how long do I have to train jujitsu? And I'm like, "Till you leave my house, once, oh, you you. Leave, once you leave my house, you can do whatever the hell you want. You probably have like, if, you know, if you leave my house at 19 or whatever, the, the highest you can get in jujitsu is a brown belt. And yep. I think, and so like, you, you know, it, you, you're going to continue your training that's up to you but while you're in my house you're going to train jujitsu and it's like well i go. don't know i want to do this and i this just like all right well um was just like if you want to do something else uh better come up with it now because uh until then you're going to do jujitsu and so what i've God managed to, what i've managed to do is i'll tell them look these are the days of the week you need to train at least two or three times this week right uh-huh. and so it, you choose the days but you gotta do you, you gotta do mm-hmm. these days right and they're like oh well, this and that and it gives them it gives them mm-hmm. a little more uh i guess a little more uh freedom so then they mm-hmm. say okay well i'm gonna go i'm gonna go hang out with my friend today but i'm mm-hmm. gonna go to jujitsu tomorrow and then it works out i've never i haven't had a problem since but uh my daughter has been giving me a little more it's been a little harder with my daughter because she's a little older now. She's 12. And it's, uh, so I was going to ask you, man, like what tricks do you have in the bag to keep the kids interested in martial arts?
1: You know, from my perspective, sorry, if, if everybody keeps calling me, uh, no problem from, from my perspective, what I'm doing with my kids is I believe when you're developing children, you really have to you have to like teach them how to connect to things, right? Mm-hmm. People need to connect to feel vested, even like a martial arts school, right? Like you one of the things about a martial arts school is you feel vested in it. It's part of your community, right? Yes. When you're when you're developing your children, what I try to do is explain to them the connection of it. Like what is martial arts really? Right. Number one, it's 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 an infrastructure of showing sequential chronological improvement. Sequential chronological improvement, right? So it teaches you, there's this Japanese word I love called kaizen. It means small 1% improvements a day. What I try to do is connect my kids to like, what is the value proposition of martial arts? First of all, it teaches kaizen this very sequential chronological path to improvement right then i try to connect them through history and tradition martial arts has been an important part of my family for a long time hmm. so i want them to know that and the final thing i want them to feel like very important like they're contributing to something it doesn't translate i don't know how to say it but I, like like the greatest uh, i'll tell you like the, the english is the greatest gift you could in uh, korean saying the greatest gift you could give someone is callous right? Like callus on your hand, right? Okay. You give a callus, right? Right? Because the callus is a demonstration of repetition, right? That you work towards something. Well, if someone is working towards something, they're capable of contributing to the tribe. Humans are social creatures, and getting your kids to contribute to that tribe, when they have a callus, they have an ability to do something, and that something is their contribution. Right. Mm. Most people in this world, they feel depressed because they're not adding value. The greatest gift you can give your kid is self-worth Give yourself, because if you know your worth and you're out there delivering it, it's the greatest thing. It's the greatest feeling.
0: So then being part of the community and building these calluses, these skills. Uh, and contributing to the community as uh, you know your body being part of that contribution so that the person has somebody to practice with yep. is, is that what you think gives a person that confidence that because they have 100%
1: mm. number one thing you got to give your kid is confidence they have to be confident to go out there right mm. if those kids are confident all of us live in a all of us live in a universe of limited mortality Uh, One way to defeat mortality is through your children, allowing them to live on. There are other ways you can do it, whether it's by accomplishment and other things, right? Mm -hmm. But one way is for your children, right? Your children must have the confidence to go out there and succeed and fail. And if you're giving that kid the confidence to do it, you did a good job.
0: I have to say, man, like one of the biggest factors that, especially with my son, one of the biggest things that that got him like really into jujitsu at one point was. You know it, it teeters off you know right. he has his highs and his lows where he wants to go every day and then there's there's weeks where he's like can we not go this way that's
1: okay yeah. that's okay man yeah. that's, and the, you yeah. know they're not all gonna be gracies you know what I mean? yeah exactly and and i
0: don't yeah exactly and i don't want him to necessarily co- get into a you know a life of fighting you know i just i just want him to have the black belt you know um, <laughs> okay <laughs> the funny thing about it is, is like we've been waiting for that for that gray belt which is the next level uh off of white it's a gray belt with a white stripe Been waiting for that belt for so long, and uh finally he got it. And once he got it, he was like going every day. He wanted to he wanted to go the next. He wanted to get to the next level. I'm like, it's gonna be a while, you know. Don't you know? He's just like, oh, you know. And he he had it. It was very interesting because he's only ten, and he had it in his mind. He's like, well, I'm really, I'm really into it right now. I want to go as much as possible right now. I'm like, well, you know, you're not not gonna get the stripe tomorrow, just so you know. And he's like, "I, I know. I know, but I, I just, I want to do it right now. I, I'm re I really want to be at the gym right now. And I was like, all no. right, you know, I dropped everything, grabbed my bag, grabbed his bag, we went, you know, and, and for a good month and a half, we were going almost every class.
1: That's and awesome. uh, good it,
0: it was awesome. You know, it's, it's teetered off and it happens when, you know, even, even in my own personal training, I have my ups and downs, you know, but like, uh, but yeah, like what you're saying, the other thing too, is don't give me a little lip. You know, it was like, oh, I don't want to go, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, you didn't go yesterday. You didn't uh-huh. go whenever, you know, whatever day. You got to go today. So yep. we go. And when he goes, whatever it was, whether it's social anxiety, laziness, whatever it was, it all washes away once he gets on the mats. He sees nice. his friends there, you know. He nice. has his little community, all his little homies. They get out there, they start rolling. Next thing you know, he's ah ha 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 laughing, smiling the whole freaking time. And it's nice. just like, why'd you give me so much grief? Like, why don't you just get your shoes on? and Let's go, you know. Like, yeah. I, I tell him every time. It's just like, why do you? Why do you uh, want to do this or that? And he's like, well, I wanted to stay home and, and watch TV or play video games. And it's like, you know, that stuff is worthless. That stuff mm-hmm. is, you know, it's right. fun, it's entertaining, whatever. And you need that every now and then. But you're mm. not getting anything out of that you know mm. the, the building of of anything whether it's skill uh you know self-confidence or word speaking community mm-hmm. all that stuff is at the gym like go go be with your friends that's where the, that's where the fun is at you know and nice, so like nice. you know every now and then i have to have that speech with him but uh <laughs> it, it, it's like uh <clears throat> there's I, I think it feels like it feels like it's a maintenance kind of thing it's just like, it's not, it's not like, okay, boom, I gave you the magic pill. You're going to go and and you're never going to give me grief again. It's just like every couple of months I cycle through some kind of conversation with them about this, you know? And um, I, 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 I feel a little guilt because, you know, there's a whole like tiger dad nonsense. And I'm like, I'm not trying to make them professional jujitsu players. I just want them to have jujitsu. That's all I want. You know, yeah. um,
1: they'll appreciate your consistency later in
0: life. I hope so. Um, it was easier for me cause I was interested in martial arts. I, I wanted to be a martial artist. I wanted to practice and I would go to the gym by myself. No one prompted me. I would go on my own and kick the bag a hundred times or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. each leg or whatever days and days on, you know, and nobody needed to prompt me to do that. I knew that mm-hmm. if I wanted to get better, that's, that's where it was, you know, at the gym. But also I felt like I didn't realize how to mm-hmm. learn anything until mm-hmm. i started martial arts it wasn't until martial arts that i realized oh i need repetition that's like, right I, I need to do this 100 <laughs> 100 300 times for it to be mine you need to build
1: up those calluses
0: i need to build up those calluses i mean i would i mean i would go to the gym every day and hit the bag with each with each leg every kick i knew a hundred times you know and i originally wanted to do what superfoot wallace i don't know if you know who superfoot is but superfoot yeah, okay so superfoot he's mm-hmm. he he wrote an article in black belt magazine back in the day it said something to the effect that he practiced his kicks because he only kicked with one mm-hmm. leg but i guess that's why he got away with it but he would throw a thousand kicks he said in this article every kick he knew with that one leg i was just like well i'm gonna go do that i got to 50 i was like i don't they think did. i can do a <laughs> thousand <laughs> I mean, I was a young guy, but I didn't have the time, you know. Like, yep. like I don't know how he figured it out, out. but um. So you got to have a lot of time. You got to have a yeah. lot of time and a lot the, of time, and yeah. the and that time is you usually have that kind totally. of time when you're young. When you're yep. a little older, it's a little harder. Which is a question I needed to ask you. So, how often do you train these days? Every morning.
1: Every morning. Wow. That's right. Every you, morning. Like, like in, at home, hard. or how do you do this? So I typically train at home in my basement, like, you know, the wild thing is, um, what you, what I started to learn is you have all these different, uh, so in law, I'm a lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. all kinds of different areas of law and all kinds of tools, right? In martial arts, you have all kinds of different like weapons that choose from, like your leg, right? I decided to very much hone in. I train every day, but I only really do one thing. Hmm. Every day.
0: So what is is that one thing?
1: Well, every day I do the Peloton, body weight, like push-ups, pull-ups, I do some Tai Chi, and then I do one kick. One kick. Just one kick. But like like one kick a hundred
0: times or just one kick?
1: Yeah, like, yeah, a lot of times.
0: High many, repetition. How how many, how many, uh, how many reps? Just out of curiosity.
1: Uh, I do fifty each time. Okay. That's yeah. a lot, man. <laughs> well, a lot. I'm not doing like the, so I met Bill Superfoot, right? Oh, you did? And, oh, yeah, yeah. He's a really good guy, dude. Yeah. My only thing is like, dude, I'm telling you, I believe and my interpretation my perspective which no one has to agree with i believe that martial arts is a very important construct to your life right but i never made the point of making it my life Mm. right to those who have made it your life that dedication i applaud you it's amazing but at the same time we should not judge them and they should not judge us Mm-hmm. for our interpretation of what the art is right yeah <laughs> my interpretation of the art is it helps create a construct right and like it it would be easy for people like you and i who have children right because if you're if you have children it's hard sometimes to unless your job is martial arts it's hard to just do that yeah. the numbers yeah. right? instead we've carved out a part of what our lives are to introduce them to that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think his interpretation has rededicated his life to really awesome, right? It's just not where I'm at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm super jealous of those guys, but also I also realize that I don't know how much money they make. I know I'm doing okay. Uh, I wish now, of course we could always use more money, but at yep. the end of the day, like, I don't know how well I would have done if I would have just done martial arts. Cause I know some guys who made kickboxing, boxing their career. And, mm-hmm. uh, a handful of those guys made it, you know, So a handful. Hey, of like, it's
1: a tough, that's a tough business, man. It is, it is. Okay. And it, and especially
0: when it comes to like getting hit in the head and stuff like that. I mean, I remember at one point, like I was 18 I was sitting on a uh, on a bench someplace in the in the gym, and one of my mm-hmm. friends came over and was just like, "Why are you doing this?" I had just gotten done with some heavy sparring, and a friend mm-hmm. of mine came over to me and he's like, "What are you doing this?" I says, "Well, you know, I, I want to be like this guy, you know, Oscar, my 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 trainer. Like, I wanna I wanna go pro and I wanna go fight, you know." Yeah. He was like, "But dude, you you know, you're smart. You can go to school." It's like, "Yeah, man, That's but right. hey, I wanna I wanna do one of these. I wanna be one like these guys." <laughs> And he's like, dude, your head is lopsided. Your, your head is, you know, I, and my head looked like a Z. I had like a bump here and a bump down here. And it was like, my face was doing this, you know, like a Z. No. And so like, I was sitting there was, and he's like, look at your face. Like your, your face is lopsided. Go look. And so I go look and I'm like, ah, fuck it. Who cares? You know, I was like, this is, this is what I'm going to be. Right. And he's like, you got other means. You got other things you can be. You don't have to just yeah. I respect
1: those dudes. People like, like man, I see those dudes in UFC. Yeah. And I got nothing but love and respect for. I appreciate they brought martial arts to like these crazy heights, right? For sure. And good lord, like for most of those guys, I would just be their bag boy, right?
0: Yeah, me too.
1: But I think I think it's amazing what 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 it is, but I also know what my limitations are.
0: Yeah. I don't, I mean, I was a young guy. I didn't know what my limitations were. Um, uh, and I continued to practice, but I, I, I did start going to university at that point. And along the way, I don't know if it's because I wasn't fully dedicated to the martial arts or just my own body maybe is not, maybe there's certain weaknesses that I wasn't aware of it, but I ended up getting a, uh, an Achilles tendon tear, which would have been kind of oh, like uh, left, you know, I, no. I threw a kick, I, I stepped down, popped it. It was like the weirdest thing. I, I just stepped back too too far back.
1: And did, I, did it feel like someone punched you in the back? Dude, if, if, <laughs>
0: it felt... It wasn't even that. It was just a noise that I remember. The noise mm-hmm. was... It sounded like gravel uh, pulling into a driveway. Like when you pull into yeah. a driveway and there's a gravel, it sounded like all that popping rocks. That's what it sounded like. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? And uh, I remember there was intense pain. On the way to the hospital, I was like dizzy going in and out. You know? Yeah but uh but yeah like i was i was i couldn't walk for like i couldn't walk like a normal person for a year and it took another year before i can kick with any kind of power so oh, that was wow. that would have sucked man mm-hmm. i was i was 21 22 mm-hmm. that that would have that would have sucked the life right out of fucking martial arts career you know
1: dude so you, for a lot of people you did the right thing mm-hmm. and for those who dedicate like god bless them they're amazing but yeah like I think it's just important to understand what your goals are with it. So you can limit it to the construct. Yeah. Hey, hey brother, I got a bounce. All right. Um, I I love this conversation with you. I love talking to other martial artists, all the martial arts, martial artists out there. Keep doing what you do. Like you guys are awesome. And just remember like fighting is a part of it, but there's so much more. Yeah, for sure. Cheers. Papa.
0: Thanks so much, Don. And this is Edgar. We'll catch you next time. Cheers, guys. See yep, The music you're listening to is titled, I Make Happy Music Now. And that's by Bonkers Beat Club. You can find that over at Epidemic Sound. And if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that I dig Epidemic Sound. And uh, if you're a content creator like myself, you definitely got to go and check it out because they got the dopest music. And it's all royalty free for a nice price every month. You get the dopest music to use with your content. So if you're looking for music that you can use, make sure you check out Epidemic Sound. And when you do, use my referral link in the description. I know this one was short, but this guy is high performing. He's very busy. He's like I said, he's a lawyer and a CPA and many, many other things and a very well traveled martial artist. So I was very fortunate to have this man on the, on the podcast today. Special shout out to my homie, Aladio for hooking us up. Thank you, Alladio. We got to do a podcast eventually, you and I too. So if you want to look up Mr. Don Hume Kielbasa, you can find him on Instagram under the name D H K C P A, Or you can go to his website, www.dowofthesidehustle.com. And make sure you check out his book. I'll put all those links in the description. Make sure you check it out. And thank you so much, Don, for coming on. And thank you, Eladio. I'm going to give you a shout-out to Eladio. He hooked it up. You can find my homie, Eladio under the name elario.lara.jr. He's on Instagram. Don't worry, again, I'll put that link in the description. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can find me under the name Edgar Otraves, or you can follow the show under the name The Floral. I'm always posting some nonsense so you can look at my content, so check it out. And if you're digging what I got going on here, please like, subscribe, and comment wherever you get your podcasts at. And press all the buttons that make the podcast gods happy. Thank you so much for listening to Zegro Traves. We'll catch you next time. Behave yourselves. Laters.